Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Today is February 25th, 2020. 321 Biz Dev LLC brings a combination of sales systems and business development services to white collar business owners of any size worldwide. Our businesses people, our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we help business owners deal with sales struggles every day. Our team of 321 biz dev trainers, website and mobile app developers, digital marketing specialists, and short-term funding experts can help business owners meet or exceed their business goals. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions. Contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. Our website is 321BizDev.com powered by Jeannie, president at SiteMarket.com, and SiteMarket is spelled S-I-T-E-M-A-R-K-I-T. Short-term funding through OnDeck is available, and OnDeck is based in New York City. We can be reached toll-free in the U.S. and Canada at 833-321-3212, or internationally using WhatsApp at country code one 415 515-6760. We have over 80 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode is titled, Interview With Me, Interviewed By Me. And this podcast episode today, listeners, might be the last one in a while that I will do on a certain topic. Because starting February 25th, which is today, uh, 321 BizDev LLC <clears throat> is going to move into heavy production mode. That's uh, calling business owners in about uh, 36 cities and finding two business owners from four categories that we support. So in 36 major cities, we're going to find two CPAs, two attorneys, two dentists, and two plastic surgeons. Now, it, now, the numbers could be a little higher uh, in some cities that have large populations. And for attorneys, it could be estate planning attorneys or it could be personal injury attorneys. So it may turn out to be like four attorneys in a certain metro area. But we're going to move forward because we have been sort of investigating the small business climate in terms of uh, sales performance and what white-collar small business owners do to increase sales productivity and sales performance. And again, I must define these two phrases. Uh, sales productivity is can the white-collar business owner make connections with a lot of people on a regular basis? And sales performance is what is the closing ratio of the white-collar small business owner's activities? So sales productivity is, are we, is the white collar small business owner meeting with enough people? Because if you're not meeting with enough people, you can't have a good sales performance number or uh, show how well your closing is. So I just wanted to make those points really clear. And um, so we're gonna reach out to 36 different cities on the West Coast, on the East Coast, in the Midwest, in the south and um, so we're good at that but we wanted to do a lot of investigation to find out what business owners are thinking what business owners are feeling and we have accumulated I would say several hundred hours of not conversations that are taped just conversations that we've had with business owners from New York uh, business owners from Boston um, Florida Texas Georgia, uh, Idaho, uh, Seattle, Portland, a lot in California, because this is we're based in California. Uh, we've even talked to business owners 
in Canada. And we've spoken with business owners in India and, uh, and Dubai. So starting February 25th, we're going to turn on the 321 Biz Dev LLC production machine. Now, let me tell you what this production machine is. This production machine is myself and two other people, and but it's mostly driven by me. And so there's going to be about 150 phone calls made in about a six-hour period. And so people may say, well, how can you make 150 phone calls to white-collar small business owners? And that answer is because that's what I used to do when I was in corporate America. Uh, maybe not 150 because I did run a sales team of 60 uh, employees, 20 were account executives, and 40 were support staff. But th those calls will be made uh, by myself primarily and uh, other people that support 321 BizDev LLC will assist. And that's the, uh, the digital marketing uh, specialist. And her name is Jeannie at sitemarket.com. And uh, there will be some other people that perform other services that, that are outside of 321 BizDev LLC. And the reason why I am so excited about this, and I must tell you um, that I'm really excited about it. And that reason is because we have built this sort of psychology. Uh, when I say we, I mean me and my, and my business partners. We have built this psychology that says there is nothing that we can't accomplish with helping white collar small business owners succeed. And most of the effort comes from picking up the phone or meeting people face to face. We have discovered uh, over a six year period and we kind of started this in 2009, but from like 2014 and officially uh, 2016 under 321 BizDev LLC, we have discovered there are no barriers and there are no obstacles to stop us from helping white collar small business owners. I know that might sound vague and I don't mean to be vague, but that's, that's probably the best way I can describe it. Because one thing that people need to understand or white collar business owners need to understand that are listening to this podcast episode when they do business, there are, you know, thousands of people in a metropolitan area that that need legal services, that need accounting services, that need dental services or plastic surgery services or insurance or real estate services. But the the mystery has always been white collar small business owners do not know who they are. And often without any effort to determine who they are, the white collar small business owner is correct. If there is no effort to determine who these people are or, or to identify who these people are, then the, the, um, the theory is, or the, or the hypothesis is correct, where there are no people out there willing to buy uh, legal services, accounting services, dental services, and plastic surgery services. But what we have discovered at 321BizDev is there are, in fact, there are two different categories of people that will buy legal, accounting, dental, plastic surgery, insurance, and real estate services. The first group is the group that is always looking to buy. I mean, these people are always looking to buy and they make their selections of who they want to use based on the timing of their need. And, uh, and if you're a white collar small business owner, maybe you are fortunate to be that white collar small business owner who is selected. That client may, or that person may call you and say, Bob, I need a CPA. And you, you just happen to get the phone call that uh, this person needs a CPA or the person may find your dental practice without you even knowing they were looking for a dentist. And all of a sudden you're, you're treating a family of four, the, you know, the, the husband, the spouse, the two kids, and these people be, are clients or patients for four or five, 10 years. Now that's the rare part. That's rare 
for that to happen in a predictable manner with volume. So again, that's rare for that to happen uh, with volume. And you can't, and, and when I mean predictability, you can't say, or you can't predict, well, I'm gonna get 20 of these type of people, uh, 20 of these patients, 20 of these clients every month that just happen to call my, my white collar small business owner practice. Uh, you, you can't predict that. In fact, it probably won't happen because it probably won't happen because there are a lot of white collar small business owners out there. Just in this Sacramento region, there are 2,700 dentists. And you might say, well, that's, that's, uh, that's not a lot depending on where you live. Or you may say that's a lot. But the point is, that's 2,700 dentists. And I've heard a number that dentists have told me that they need 150 new clients per year. And that's because existing clients move on. Uh, existing clients do not use dental services enough to be counted on to um, uh, provide enough revenue for that, for that dentist. So dentists need 100 to 150 new clients per year to keep that revenue going, meaning you're gonna see a bunch of new clients per year and you're gonna have a consistent stream of clients that may, you may see once every two to three years for something complex, something other than a routine um, cleaning or a whitening service. So maybe every three to five years, you may perform a dental service that's complex. And I don't mean to talk mainly about dentists, but that is a, a good category to start with. So the next category is the attorney. So if you are a personal injury attorney, you know how that works? A person doesn't need an attorney until they need an attorney. So like in Los Angeles, where I used to work, and I'm down in Los Angeles at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. But in Los Angeles, how the personal injury attorney uh, uh, landscape works is, you know, th there are like thousands of personal injury signs all over Los Angeles County, all throughout Southern California. So the personal injury attorney is hoping that if someone has an accident and that accident necessitates the need for an attorney, those personal injury attorneys in Southern California are hoping that they get the call based on their signs. And from what I'm hearing from many personal injury attorneys in Southern California, that does not provide enough uh, revenue uh, for the attorneys. And that's the, one of the reasons why you may have a personal injury attorney that's working solo or working solo with one administrative person to, to keep the paperwork going or to uh, make sure the calls are going through the system for the, for the medical treatment, for uh, type of, you know, other types of legal uh, paperwork, legal administrative duties that must be, be, be performed. And the CPAs also have a similar story. You find a lot of CPAs where there's one CPA and there's an administrative person, or you find there are a lot of CPAs with a, a large staff. And those are the CPAs that perform public accounting. So the public accounting people are totally different than the independent CPAs. So 321BizDev LLC focuses more on the independent attorney, the independent CPA, the um, or the dental practice that's not connected to a franchise or part of a corporate dental network. And uh, for plastic surgeons, most of them are independent. So, so for plastic surgeons, we don't talk much about uh, that industry, but we will start some production to help plastic surgeons find more clients. We just think the plastic surgery industry is almost a no-brainer for us to work, so we never really talked about it. And we do have a business solution for plastic surgeons. So what this podcast is about, again, to launch on February 25th, to launch the two person or the two uh, pr provider per industry in each of the 36 cities that we will uh, support. And long-term, what that means is that, so as we move forward with the uh, two CPAs, two attorneys, two plastic surgeons, 
and two dentists for every 36 cities that we support. The long term, when I say long term, I don't mean like five years, I mean like one year. Our website will showcase those, uh, let's see, four times 36 or eight times 36. I believe that's about uh, about 200 and, and, um, 288 providers in those 36 cities, plus or minus. So our website will start to showcase those 288 providers in these cities. And then we'll be able to move to a more digital marketing approach where we will be able to um, use our expert digital marketing team at SiteMarket. And uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to Jeannie, call Jeannie. Her website is SiteMarket.com. That's S-I-T-E-M-A-R-K-I-T. This is a brilliant woman when it comes to websites and digital marketing. She has been in the business for 13 years. She started when she was like 18 or 19. So you can add, you know, 12, 13 years to that. So, you know, she's in her early 30s, but she is brilliant and she is going to lead the charge to help connect our uh, white collar small business owners to consumers and other business owners who need the services that uh, attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance agents, and uh, real estate brokers provide. So this podcast will also talk about how 321BizDev LLC started and what the philosophy is behind 321BizDev LLC. So I'll just start by saying in 2009, and I'll keep this brief because I've said this on previous podcast episodes dating back three years. So I'll keep this short. I'll keep this explanation and this strategic vision short. So in 2009, when the California real estate crisis hit, and this crisis hit nationwide, but it mainly affected about five states, California, uh, Nevada, Arizona, uh, Florida, and maybe one other state. But mainly here in California, it was a disaster. And there were so many small business owners going under. So I, I was looking at helping small business owners because I want I wanted to use the skill sets that I learned in corporate America, which was uh, contacting business owners for health insurance. And uh, when I contacted business owners for health insurance, I was calling large companies. I was calling large CPA practices. I was calling county municipalities. Um, one of the clients I used to have was, was, was the University of California, Berkeley. I also had Hewlett Packard. So I'm talking about large companies so you had to engage these uh, these executives to showcase your product and services, but mainly you had to get their attention to get them to trust you, to get them to believe in you, and most importantly, to show that you can listen. A lot of times I talk about listening on the 321 Biz Development Podcast. I talk about it a lot because it is critical that small business owners listen to the people that they want to do business with. Okay, so 2009 that happened. I started working with a lot of uh, small business owners and offering uh, services to help them find more clients. Most of the business owners were not white collar small business owners. They were auto mechanics. They were hair salon owners. And frankly, I, I found something out about that. When the price of the service is roughly less than $500, consumers behave differently. Um, it's not that 321 could not help them. It's just that when they made the decision to buy, it was more of a, it, it wasn't, uh, it didn't require a strategy. So in other words, so to work with an auto mechanic shop did not really require a strategy. It was mainly location, location, location. It was mainly gosh, this hair salon is by my house. I have a girlfriend that uses this salon. So uh, industries where the prices are less than $500 do not um, relate to a marketing strategy or business strategy. I mean, a lot of people pay for marketing for you know auto mechanics, like a, they might produce a flyer, or you might see an auto mechanic shop in an in a annual calendar or you could see the auto mechanic shop or the hair salon in a local publication 
in your town. So if your town has, you know, 50,000 people, people in the town, you might see a flyer or you might see a publication with a, like a two by two ad about this hair salon, or you might see um, an ad for the auto mechanic shop, or you may even see it on television or hear it on radio. But as the price of a product or service goes up above $1,000 and higher, there's a totally different mindset that consumers have and business owners have when they're making decisions about uh, using a product or service. Most importantly, I just want to tell people this, they are really not making a decision about a service that goes for over $1,000. It, it may be in the back of their mind, um, but it needs to be pulled out by a company like 321 BizDev LLC. So if someone needs an estate planning attorney, consumers or business owners are not thinking, you know, 24 hours a day, wow, I need, I need an estate planning attorney. I need to find an attorney to help me with uh, putting together a trust or a will and talk about, you know, how I can handle my affairs when I'm gone. So people are not thinking about that. It's not at the top of their mind. However, so if you call somebody or you meet somebody in public, let's say an estate planning attorney says, hi, my name is Bob. I'm an estate planning attorney or I'm a business attorney or I'm, a, I'm an employment attorney. Then all of a sudden, that person may discover that they have a need to talk. Maybe a subject that was number 10 in their mind, like in 10th place, all of a sudden rises to second or first place. So that is the kind of the logic behind 321 BizDev for like estate planning attorneys. Uh, other types of services, like I like to go back to dental, because dental is kind of the hardest one. I mean, it's easy for us, but it's the hardest industry for the dentist. Now for dentists, and this is just a, um, a piece of the puzzle, for dentists, their biggest problem is employees pick dentists from an online directory when they start employment. So you got a, you got a, a man or a woman who starts their job and the HR person says, Doug or, you know, um, Laura, you know, part of your benefit package is to pick a dentist. So Doug and Laura, they, they look at the dentist and they say, oh, that one's close to my house. Or I like the school he went to or she went to, or he's cute, she's attractive. I mean, all these things are in play. So the problem for the dentist is that they need to get in front of the line. They need to get to the employees before they make the selection to pick a dentist from an online directory. And that's what's killing dentists right now. Plus the fact in some states like California, many of the dentists, uh, the patients they have on their, on their rosters that they have been assigned to them either through members selecting dentists from an online directory or the state governments uh, giving them patients that are on Medicaid or Medi-Cal. So that's another thing that's hurting dentists badly. So if you have um, a patient who's on Medicaid or Medi-Cal and the state says you are to provide that, that dental treatment, your compensation or reimbursement, your dental reimbursement, maybe 75% less than what a employer dental plan would pay for you to treat an employee. So I've, I've seen that, I've, I've heard about it, and I've seen some dental practices in California totally go out of business because of that. So uh, yeah, 2009, let's fast forward to like 2012, 2013. I started working with insurance companies and I was an insurance agent. I'm getting back in the industry here in about 90 days, but I was an insurance agent. Um, took some time off from the industry. I wanted to uh, fix the problem that I encountered as a insurance agent. And um, so I had a lot of challenges that happened in my life from 2009 to 2014. So to make a long story short, I said to myself, I'm gonna start a company to rectify all the things that I did wrong. So I first started with the insurance industry. The insurance industry, the life insurance industry 
was the first industry I started with, with 321, because I knew that industry well. So I ended up working with a, a local company and actually some you know, bigger companies like Combined Insurance. Uh, I think they're based out of Iowa, I believe, or, or Dakotas. And uh, so I worked with the manager and I trained about 20 of his staff and I worked with an IMO. Now here's the funny thing about the life insurance sales industry. Many of the people are in, in life insurance had no previous business experience or no business education. So what you have is you have someone that says, oh, a friend talked to me about selling life insurance. Now, sometimes the people come out of college, like my son graduated from Boise State in Idaho, and his roommate was selling life insurance as he was studying business uh, studies at Boise State. So he graduated with a business degree and during the time he was going to college, he was also a financial advisor for Mass Mutual. So my son's roommate graduated with a degree and he had about two to three years of selling financial services while he was going to college. So he was in a better position than 99% of people in the life insurance industry. So like I was saying, in the life insurance industry, you have people that have never sold anything. They've never sold a stick of gum. They've never sold Girl Scout cookies, but now they are selling life insurance. They passed the exam and they're selling it. So many of the life insurance companies, I'm not gonna name them here, but just put all of them out, put all of them on, on the list. Um, yeah, so I don't wanna name any, any insurance companies, don't wanna get sued, but if you can think of a company that sells life insurance, um, all of these companies have this problem. They don't train the life insurance agent how to sell. They will spend 99.9% of the time talking about products and services. You will find life insurance agents that have 100% expert knowledge on which life insurance product to sell to a consumer. They can tell you all about the benefits, the features, the, the cost of insurance. They can tell you how uh, the benefits are triggered. They can tell you how to, how to make money with that product. They can show you how money accumulates in this product. But what they don't have is what these life insurance companies don't have is how to train the agents, how to connect with people, how to prospect, how to contact, uh, how to set the appointment, and most importantly, how to close. I was, oh, let me put it this way. There was a independent marketing or insurance marketing organization, IMO, here in Sacramento. And uh, the guy said, Rick, if I don't get my agents to sell more life insurance, I'm moving to Texas. And a lot of companies have moved to Texas from California. So I said, okay, so let me start this sales system training. So we went from eight agents that were coming on a Wednesday night, and we took that number up to 50 in 90 days. Now, these were agents that were, that were already assigned to this office, but they never showed up because most of the training was about products, you know, life insurance products. They were never about how to engage people. Uh, it was never about how to contact people. So this insurance owner out of the blue said, you know what, I want to go back to my other system. And the reason why he went back to the system that was not working because someone in the office got jealous because I was taking away their thunder. Now, granted, I was helping this insurance agency owner make money. The agents were showing up. The agents were turning in insurance applications. But, <laughs> but the funny thing was the insurance agency owner said, you know what? I want to appease this one person in our office who used to talk about annuities and that's it. And guess what? Most of the agents were not selling annuities. They were selling life insurance. So that was one of the things I picked up. And like I said, the insurance industry was the biggest one because that's the hardest product to sell. Life insurance is the hardest product to sell. So if you are an attorney, a dentist, a CPA, 
a plastic surgeon. You know what? Don't even think about how tough your business is until you, you try to sell life insurance. And it really has nothing to do with the product. Most of the sale for life insurance has to do with how the agent connects with the contact, uh, how the person contacts, how the person pros prospects, and how the person closes. So I want to I want to talk about closing before I end. But closing is not what people think. Now I'm talking about across the board for attorneys, for CPAs, for dentists, for plastic surgeons, for insurance agents, for real estate agents. Closing is not what people think. Most people think or white collar small business owners think that they have to direct the consumer on how to make a decision based on uh, benefit facts and features, data, you know, agent history, salesperson history, white collar uh, business owner credentials. I'm telling you right now, as white collar business owners continue to do that, they will continue to lose money. Closing has nothing to do with facts, figures, benefits, features, credentials, what school you went to. It has zero to do with that. Now, does, does facts, benefits, features, um, credentials come into play later? Absolutely. But it's not first. So I will, I will repeat this. It's not first for the white collar small business owner to talk about benefits, features, facts, data, history, you know, what, what old guy owned the business 120 years ago. Consumers and business owner prospects are not concerned about that at first. So closing is, is something that's dear to our heart. We have a closing systems, we call it the prospect interview form for every industry that we support. And we guarantee white collar small business owners who use the 321 sales system and the prospect interview form, four out of five appointments will close. We, we guarantee it because we have the data to show it. We have the agent response or the white collar business owner responses from like 50, oh, I would say 70 different transactions that people have done. And they have said, um, Rick, I closed 80% of the time. Now, let me put let me put a disclaimer on that. Closing, and as you will see, if you become a part of the, the 321 sales system, closing does not always mean the business owner walks away with the check. Closing could mean that the white collar small business owner and the prospect at the appointment both agree that the product isn't a good fit. See, closing does not mean that the white collar small business owner walks away with a check. Closing means that there's mutual agreement that the product is a good fit and a sale is made or a product is not a good fit and a sale is not made. So it's mutually agreeable it's mutually agreed upon that it's a fit or it's not a fit. Now, you may say, well, gosh, if it's not a fit, how does a salesperson, how does a white collar small business owner make money? Well, if it's not a fit and it's mutually agreed upon and that prospect had a great sales experience, even though they didn't buy, the 321 sales system using the prospect interview form has a step that says, Mr. Prospect, Ms. Prospect, um, although you did not buy because my product or service was, was legitimately not a good fit, would you mind if we talk to people you know? I mean, it's not phrased exactly like that because I don't want to give you <laughs> the answer on this podcast, but it's phrased something like that. Most prospects will say, Doug, Although you and I could not do business because we mutually agreed that the product or service was not a good fit. We are friends, even though I didn't write you a check. By all means, I do have people where they may need your product. In fact, let me call a few of them now or here are their phone numbers. Give me a day to let me call them to let them know that you will call them. You know, attorney, dentist, CPA, plastic surgeon, insurance broker, real estate broker. See, mutually agreed upon 
does not always mean a sale is made, but it may mean that you may get five sales from that meeting that you did not close because the product or service was not mutually agreed upon. Does that make sense? So the prospect interview form was a gem. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I used to work with a long-term care, with a long-term care broker out of San Francisco. And in 2010, I believe, 2010, 2011, um, I was not able to work with this, this uh, long-term care broker because of the distance. And uh, just a lot of things were happening in my personal life at that time. Um, there was some sickness uh, with my spouse and that sort of triggered a series of things that happened. But I will tell you, this San Francisco broker gave me a book. And when I was working with him for about six months, he took us through a training program. And uh, the training program, again, had a book with it. And when I left his office and, and just started working in Sacramento to be closer to the family, I realized something. I said, wait a minute. This is, you know, since I left corporate America, this is the first time I've seen a sales system. Now, please understand, I am a very analytical person. Uh, that was my job in the military. I'm very, extremely analytical. Some things that people miss, I pick up. And that's not bragging. That's just, that's just who I am. So when someone says something or if someone does something and they take a series of steps, I analyze what those steps were or are. And I say to myself, what is the value of what I just learned? Is this something that I can repeat? And if I can repeat it, will it turn out successful for me like it turned out successful for someone else? So when I, when I had this book, this book sat on my shelf, I would say for about 12 months, maybe, maybe 24 months, I can't remember. But when I was developing the 321 sales system, I said to myself, I need a foundation. I need a baseline to write a sales system. What can I use? I have plenty of corporate experience. Okay, so I had that going for me. Don't, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people do not have formal corporate sales experience. So I get that. And I do acknowledge that when I talk to people that I know that they don't have that same experience that I have. So I really can't use a lot of that when I'm working with independent white collar small business owners because there's no match. I mean, there's, I have like 12 years experience in corporate America. So I said to myself, what can I use that I can help independent white collar small business owners? So I found that book on my, on my shelf. I said, thank God the book is on my shelf. I didn't throw it away. So when I found that book, I started skimming the pages. I started looking at what I was taught with this uh, long-term care insurance broker in San Francisco. And I got to this section and I kid you not, between using that book, which represents about 20% of the 321 BizDev LLC uh, sales system and business development service, and 80% and of my own information, I spent 5,000 hours writing the 321 BizDev LLC, but it, it started with that book. So I got to the part about the interview with prospects at appointments. Every line I analyzed what was happening. So I said to myself, why is that like this? Why do consumers respond in a certain way? And why did the guy who was a, who was a former software engineer who sold his software business and started a long-term care agency, why did he write this in here? So what, what did I do when I saw what he wrote and I wanted to analyze what he wrote? I went to psychology websites. So I looked up what consumers think or how consumers think. I looked up what are the percentages of when consumers make yes decisions and consumers make no decisions. So I must have, I must have copied or printed probably a hundred pages. One of my sons had access to a law library through his uh, college campus. So he gave me the password and the sign on. And I just looked at all of these psych 
these psychologists and the papers that they wrote that discussed how consumers think. So that was a, that was easily about two or three hundred hours to analyze if a salesperson does X, what is the result? If a salesperson does Y, what is the result? And I looked at the percentages, and the percentages said if you do X, and you are successful in performing or executing X actions over and over and over again, you will be good at it. And the consumers will say yes, and the consumers will have a great sales experience if you do it that way. Conversely, if you execute the Y action. You'll have miserable results. So I looked at what I used to do, and I looked at what others do, other insurance agents do, what CPAs do, and I looked at who's doing X and who's doing Y. And it came out that 90% of white-collar small business owners are performing the Y actions, and very few are performing the X action. And that was the basis, the 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 baseline, the foundation, the platform of what three two one BizDev LLC was, how it was written. So I'm I'm just letting people know a lot of work went into the three two one BizDev LLC. So with all those hours, five thousand hours, all those hours reading、uh, PhD journals about consumer behavior, I consolidated. All that information into a six-hour training session. Okay, so the six-hour training session helps white-collar small business owners get a dose of what a sales system and business development system is. It's not going to help any white-collar small business owner start at at one minute and finish the six-hour and then be a business success. But it but it will. Start providing that platform so that three two one BizDev LLC can start working with that business owner to help them get through the learning curve. There's a there's a guy over in Dubai, and I'm not going to mention his name, but I will send him this recording because I want to work with him. He owns a large real estate brokerage in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, and this guy gave a wonderful speech. To his agents, and he said that you can be as successful as you want to be as long as you move through the learning curve. Now he said it a little bit differently than I did, and he will know what he said when I send him this 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 excerpt. But he sat and he he stood in front of his I think he has like maybe a couple hundred agents, and he said that you must go through the learning curve. And when he said that. I said to myself, I need to talk to him because he said something that I would say 999、uh, white-collar small business owners out of a thousand have never said, or real estate agents. And and again, I don't want to pick on an industry, but the real estate industry needs three, two, one the most. And the reason why is because, like the insurance agents, real estate agents, high 90s. They don't have any business experience. They've never sold anything until they got a real estate license, and it's a shame that Zillow was able to come in and and like four to five, maybe six years, and totally take over the real estate industry, where the real estate industry doesn't even belong to real estate agents now. I mean, it's a damn shame that that happened. So if you look at who's winning in their white collar small business, I would say. Out of a hundred small business owners across the board, I would say ten are winning. Ten are performing above their expectations. So if they wanted to make, like, let's say for example, three hundred thousand dollars a year, they're probably making a million. Those ten. Then there are another fifteen to twenty who are making money, but they're stagnant. They're stagnant. They're not making.、Uh, All the money they want, but they're but they're able to pay their bills, and maybe they have 
you know, the, the, the primary, you know, white collar small business owner, maybe there's a partner, maybe there's three other, you know, employees. If it's a dental clinic, maybe they're on a great corner. Maybe, I mean, it's just a lot of factors that go into this, but there's probably 15%, 15 business owners out of a hundred that are doing okay. Okay. Then that's 10, 15. Then there are 40. That's a total of, 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 um, of uh, 65, there's a total of 40 business owners who only have one uh, business owner and they're all by themselves and they're not doing well, but again, they're able to just barely make it. Maybe they have a spouse that works full time and that spouse uh, makes the majority of the money. Maybe the, the, the guy has a great job or the woman has a great job. And the white collar small business owner contributes maybe 30% of the household income. 321 BizDev can help that business owner. In fact, 321 BizDev LLC can help, can help them all. And I'll explain that at the end. So now we're up to uh, 65%. Then the remaining 35% of white collar small business owners just have a license. They just have the certification. And they are not doing a lot of business. And maybe they just got their certifications. They just passed the bar. They just passed the CPA certification. Maybe they work as an employee at a dental practice. Um, maybe they're just getting started in their white collar uh, business profession. 321 BizDev LLC can help them too. So from, let's start from the top. The 10% who are doing well. What I learned in economics, because I went to school for economics at Golden Gate University in San Francisco. What I learned in economics is at the people who are at the top, they want to stay at the top. So 321 can help them. The 25% or the 15% who are making enough money, they're not uh, you know, making a ton of money, but they're making enough money to pay their bills. We can help you to rise to that next level. The 40% who are... Um, solo practitioners, we can help them too. And then the final uh, 35%, because most of the people who are just starting out, they have no business experience. They have tons of education. It's going to be tough because they've probably made no sales ever. Maybe they're new. They just passed the bar. They just got past the certification. All this stuff about marketing and business solutions all this stuff is brand new to them so they're going to be skeptical but we still can help people so the last thing i'll talk about is people would say well how much does something like this cost well i'll tell you what if you had to pay for it at market rates and you wanted to find a school to go to it would cost at least 25 to thirty thousand dollars for eight days worth of training and most small business owners don't have that type of money to not just to send themselves, but suppose there are like multiple people you want to send. It's, it's, it's just, it's just not feasible. It's not in the budget. Plus anyone who goes to that school, you have to have 49 other people because most of these, these, um, uh, these formal training schools, they don't teach class for just one person. They need 30, 40, 50 people in one class. So they can make like 1.5, 1.75 million to do an eight day class. The next part is even if you found that class and then there were 49 other people that could go to that class after the eight days, you wouldn't have any help uh, through the learning curve because most of the corporate employees that take this eight day class that cost $30,000 they have people back at the office waiting for them like their manager or the vice president and the manager and the vice president has a continuing education class to help that new sales executive move through the learning curve for the white collar small business owner that that does not exist you're it you're it and then the final reason why it, you, the paying the $30,000 for the eight-day class that doesn't have any uh, learning curve, 
someone to help you go through the learning curve. The last part is a lot of small business owners are business owners because they passed the exams, they passed the bar, they uh, did well on the certifications, and um, but they are not really small business owners. I mean, technically, they have the LLC, they have the PLLC, they have the LLP if you're a partner, but they've never had sales system training, nor have they had business development support. And here's the big one. Some people may not even be good business owners. And what I mean by that is that, yes, a person became a specialty provider, dental, accounting, CPA, medical, because they wanted to make $300,000, $500,000 per year. But in all actuality, some people don't like people. I know it's tough to say that. Some people do not like the interaction with people, the, the process, the mandatory process that's, that must happen in a sales situation. But the good news is that if people can identify that they don't have that, that, uh, that personality or that, um, that strong desire to make a connection with people, you can learn it. I've seen people learn it. I've seen people that have no reason or I've seen people that really shouldn't be in sales. They've learned it because they want it to. So this has been a lengthy podcast <laughs> and I want to thank you for listening, but I just want to let people know starting today, February 25th, 321BizDev LLC is on a mission to support eight providers and 36 cities. And then as we get those uh, providers accumulated, we will start putting them on the website and we will connect consumers and business owners to these 288 providers. And at the same time, we will continue to work with our international prospects and clients. Uh, we, we really want to work with people in India because that's, that's a country that has uh, similar capitalistic goals and English is a first or second language. So if you are a white collar small business owner, and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you are going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions Visit our website at 321bizdev.com slash services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Make it a great day.